homelessness isn't supposed to be something that you make sheep. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Virtue Signal. I'm Alfonso Rachel with my buddy Bill Whittle. And um, Bill, I saw this uh, I saw this episode on uh, Jesse Waters and, uh, you know, it, it, it just happened to come across, you know, my desk, man. I, I, I honestly, folks, I really don't tune into uh, uh, these news channels that much, man, because they make me uh, they make me nuts. So uh, but I just happened to catch wind of this one. And it was a it was a story he did on um, uh, there was uh, on Skid Row. Right. And the story was uh, this guy named Q, uh, which, I, if I understand correctly, was a, is a vet. And he was able to uh, he, he's setting like the standard band for what it is to be homeless. All right. So he on 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 Skid Row, he's taking his portion of the sidewalk. And instead of having a tent or something like that, this guy's got like he made up like a shed. It's a solid shed. Uh, he's got electricity in it. Uh, I think he's got a washer and dryer. I mean, that might have been somebody else, but I think he's got a washer and dryer and all that sort of stuff, man. He's basically got like the, you know, the uh, the Shangri-La on Skid Row, you know, mm. and uh, to and now this, I guess, is newsworthy because, hey, man, he's he's, you know, he's showing how it's done. He's being mm. responsible and, you know, he's making uh, homelessness chic or in vogue or whichever. Um, so now but my my contention is. Even though I understand I'm looking at, uh, you know, Jesse Waters response to it. And and this kind of ties into what we were talking about earlier, Bill, in terms of like, you know, promoting conservatism in the culture and the branding and things like that. This all ties Mm -hmm. into that. So I hope there's a utility uh, in that in me talking about it. But in, in, in Jesse Waters coverage of it, he seemed condescending, you know, smug uh, and kind of ridiculing towards this guy. Uh, who was doing what he was doing. And uh, and it's like, is that really the approach that we want to take? And, you know, because this guy is really trying to show some initiative, you know, yeah. uh, uh, and things like that. And and trying to show, look, man, I'm not trying to be a bum. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to, yeah, to, to yeah, pick myself absolutely. up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right? I've got standards, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, uh, you know, and, and I don't know if you saw the footage or not or heard about the story, but, you know, what's what's your take on it? Well, first of all, when you told me this guy was was building like a semi-permanent resident with electricity and all the rest of it, I, my, I, I respect the guy enormously for that. Um, he is he is applying all of the principles we believe in to a problem that shouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the dichotomy, right? I don't want to normalize homelessness. I don't want I don't want to normalize the idea that you get to live under an under under an overpass. But with that said, what is there not to admire about this guy? Right, he's he's not living in garbage. He's he's done. He's taken the initiative. He's gotten up early and stayed up late. He's gone to work. He's he's got a plan. He's got a design. He's sticking to it. He's doing everything that we believe uh, in. He's entrepreneurial to that degree, mm-hmm. and he shouldn't have to be putting all that time and effort to live under a bridge. So, while I don't want to normalize the homelessness issue by saying, "Hey, look." Just make a nice place for yourself under the bridge. I think, personally, my opinion about this guy Q is that he ought to be put in charge of the homeless situation, at least in Los Angeles, Hmm. right? I don't think we need a Department of Homelessness. Nevertheless, uh, this is exactly the kind of guy I would put in charge of uh, Los Angeles' homeless problem, which is enormous, right? Hmm. 
festering piles of garbage with rats with bubonic plague and 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 it's just horrific yeah. horrific and the kind of person that you you would need for something like that is somebody who actually has been on the street and knows not only what it's like but but what he he had obviously he has a, enough of a rebellion, of a revulsion against the situation, against the environment he found himself in to do something about it. And no doubt that comes from him being a vet. And I have no, no question about that. So what is it that he did right by himself that he could then help make right with some resources behind him? And speaking of resources, a couple, three, four years ago, I saw a guy who was a, I think he was a, I don't know if he was a Roman Catholic priest, but he was definitely a, a, a man of God. And he was running this downtown mission for the homeless, and he had his leg amputated because he got bitten by a rat, and the rat had God knows what, right? Um, so this guy's down there on the streets working with homeless people on out of his own uh, pocket. And he said, that, and the number was incredible. I mean, it was like, how much money has been allocated for homelessness in LA this year? And it's something like 30 million or three, 300 million. It's some insane number like that to build a low-income housing. How many units have actually been built so far, Father? Mm. So the $300 million or whatever, just kind of, yep. Okay. If you want to solve the problem, you cannot solve an, a, a problem that's been going on for decades by doing the same thing over and over again. It will take money to solve this problem, but not only can the money not just evaporate into politicians' pockets, the money has to be spent on, I think, personally, for the homeless issue, I think it's kind of triage, frankly. You know, uh, The whole idea of triage is you don't waste resources. For those of you who might not be familiar with the term, I know virtually all of you are, but anyway... It was a French term meaning threes. Mm. And basically when there was an enormous amount of combat casualties coming in, I think it was probably the First World War, though I'm not sure about that. Got a limited number of surgeons and a limited number of, medic of medicine and a limited number of operating tables. And the idea of triage is, okay, one third, it doesn't have to actually be a third, but three categories. One third of the people that come in, one category, are people who are so badly wounded that they will not survive even if we get them on the operating table now. If we put these, if we put these people that are going to die on the operating table now, then all we're doing is using an operating table for the same result. So those people get taken off to a side and ideally you give them medication for their pain because they're going to die either way. The other side of the triage is you have people who are lightly wounded enough so they require medical care, but they don't require medical care right this second, right? So those people can be bandaged and they can be set off to the side, ideally with painkillers, but nevertheless, they're not the ones. The people that you want to put into the operating room are the people who will die without the operation, but you still have a chance to save, right? That's the whole idea of triage. Get rid of the people that cannot be helped. Get rid of the people that don't need to be helped right now and take whatever resources you have to save the lives that can actually be saved. And I look at homelessness the same way. Uh, there is without question a significant number, and probably most of the people that are living on the street are people who, who cannot be saved by any kind of intervention. They are uh, severe mental illness or, or completely debilitating dependency on drugs or alcohol or both, and they cannot function on their own. You can put them into brand new housing, and it doesn't matter. They'll probably be out in the street again anyway. So, so that, that category... They don't, you don't put them aside and let them die. You put them aside and put them in mental institutions where they belong, where they get some care. On the other side, you've got people who are, who are somewhat temporarily on the street, right? They're, they're 
you know, they got evicted from their apartment and they got, you know, a cash shortage or something. And there's probably programs that could help get people back uh, into that. And in the middle, you've got, it's not the middle because I think most of the people are, are, are badly damaged. Uh, but but there are people that can benefit from things like low-income housing programs as long as those programs are dependent on getting them back on their feet. If you If you make it clear that you used to be living on the street, now we're going to put you in an apartment that you don't have to work for, that doesn't solve the problem, right? In fact, it creates more problems. Make more people who are paying rent stop paying rent so they can get into the rent-free apartments. So I think that's how you have to look at it. And a guy like this would be the guy who would most likely to me be able to say, the smart thing to do is to do this over here, this here, and do that over there. Indeed, man. And, and the approach that you're even talking about, you know, it's the selling point in the operative word is, is compassion. That's right. You know, and and it's hard to take uh, being subject, you know, subjective out of it. You know, when we're talking about, you know, this person is not going to make it. You know, you're going to have to write an X on their head. This person is not going to make it. These and and from there, that's when the emotion comes in, and it's hard to keep people from uh, viewing you as callous. It's like, look, man, this is the compassionate thing to do, or even and how you're talking about. It. But like and, and like I said, bringing up with uh, you know Jesse Waters is like, look, man, it doesn't sound like you really have. This is an opportunity for you to make a joke about this. Yeah, and, and, that's exactly the thing we don't need. Right, we don't need that. And, and the thing is, the, the whole approach to solving <laughs> solving homelessness is a joke in itself, you know, with, with these liberals who run these areas. And, uh, and But like I said, I can understand at the same time why, you know, uh, Jesse Waters would come at it the way that he does, because just like you were alluding to, we don't want to encourage this kind of thing. Homelessness isn't supposed to be something that you make chic. It's not supposed to be something that you're comfortable in. You want to get out of it. You don't want to become good at it. I mean, you want to be able to survive and stuff like that. But look, man, if you if you got that kind of savvy and you got those that kind of yeah. you know resource uh, resourcefulness and uh, uh, innovation, man, get to working your way out of this. But I mean, you know, I'm kind of examining. Uh, you know, if, when I observed Q. I could I could kind of see that part of his issue is that he does have issues with authority. Uh, I guess he didn't want to be involved in any programs. He, he likened them to be like a concentration camps. Uh, and I'm like, you know, uh, maybe I can give you the benefit of doubt, man. But I don't know if you've been through anything here in your state that's probably been anything like a concentration camp. That might be a little bit too rhetorical. But, you know, uh, it, you do you. But I'm watching the interview and, you know, when a person, you know, refuses to make eye contact with the person that they're talking to. Yeah, he's got some problems. Yeah, it's like, okay, you, you really don't want to be faced up with the truth about what you're doing. You know, it's, don't get me wrong, man. It's like, you, 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 got the, you got the right idea, but it's a little, it's, it's misguided. It doesn't have the redeeming value that you think it does. And he probably doesn't want to be faced with that. You know, so I, I totally understand. Um, but once again, it's an opportunity, you know, still to take even something like that. Maybe he doesn't get it, but maybe for other people to show them that, hey, man, we would really like to showcase this guy in an effort to help the homelessness problem, not use him as a prop to, to, to make you know, fun of. You know, that yep. I think that's that's essential for us, Bill, in our branding to say that, hey, man, you know what? We really do want to help fix this. This is the this is the source of this is why we lose. Mm. 
Right. Or, or to put it even more uh, precisely, this is why we don't win all the time, right? Because because of this perceived callousness, which in many cases is real callousness, right? Now back to the to the example of this guy and the triage example, because I know Media Matters is paying somebody to listen to this, so let me just make this clear in the same episode. When we talk, when I was talking about homeless triage, I wasn't saying that the people. I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again, just for those of you taking notes back there, that when we talk about whatever percentage of the population is triaged out of the ability to, to recover and live on their own, that doesn't mean we throw them in a garbage dump. That's kind of what you guys do. That means we put them into mental health care centers because they are not capable of taking care of themselves. And it is the cruelest thing you can do to an individual who can't take care of themselves mm-hmm. to kick them out on the street in the cold so they can be raped and, and assaulted and stuck with needles and all the rest. But there's a, a a picture that came out just a couple days ago of some guy who was passed out on the street and just completely out of it in drugs. And there's another homeless guy picking his pockets, right? That's what homelessness is. Mm. So, so those people need treatment. And I'd be willing to bet you that most of them are not capable of, of living on the street. However, I've had some interactions with, with homeless people and, and, and talk to them because it's funny what will happen when you actually talk to somebody like they're a person, you can actually learn an awful lot Mm. if you listen. And, there is a significant number, and we and we started seeing this relatively recently, like five, six, seven years ago. In LA, I got, we got huge homeless problem here. We started seeing people who were very different than the traditional homeless kind of person was. We started seeing a lot more of them, and they were young and healthy, and they were living on the street. And your first reaction is, why should I give you a dollar? You know, <laughs> McDonald's is, is hiring, right? But Homeless people know that when you stare at somebody in the eyes, they're more likely to give you a dollar than just drive off. So, so it's a, you know, it's a job. And when you talk to people like that, who are, we'll, we'll just say for the sake of it, homeless by choice, what you find is, what I found is that that the reason that they that they're homeless is that is not that life is it's not like they're making not making enough money. It's just that life is too complex for them, you know. Many, many times I talked to people who said, look, at least out here, I don't have to deal with electric bills, health insurance. I don't have to deal with, you know, with with uh, with ID. I don't have to deal with with all of the things that you have to deal with in American life today. My wife uh, from Russia can't believe how complex things are here and how many different checks you have to write just on a monthly basis. Right? They just want to get off the grid because it's simpler for them. Those people don't have mental health problems. They have maybe attitude problems or, or maybe, they, maybe they're more neurotic than psychotic. And then there are people who are just playing down on their luck. Mm-hmm. And those are people who, who can be helped immediately. I don't know what percentage it is. My gut feeling is it's a rather small percentage, but that problem can be solved very quickly. If you're down on your luck and you need a hand up and as long as there's accountability, great. So when we talk about this guy Q as an example... I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Q in charge of deciding where $300 million that's already been allocated gets spent because I suspect he's got some problems with making decisions. But what I would do is I would use his expertise, his knowledge, his, his, his clear initiative, and I would use him not so much to decide so much as to say, what should we do that you think works? And then we go and start exploring those ideas. And then we start treating homelessness the way, the way Elon Musk treats spaceflight. Mm. And that is instead of one massive monumental system, <laughs> right, that costs billions of dollars, a space launch system, instead of that, we start 
doing lots of little things and seeing which ones take off and which ones explode. And then we do more of the things that take off and less of the things that explode. Mm -hmm. and, and much of that is transferable throughout the country because a great deal of homelessness is a national epidemic. So if you learn that something works really, really well in, in um, Dallas, let's say, you probably could export that to other cities with a great deal of success. And I would just treat it like I would, you know, I, so I would treat homelessness like it was a problem that I intended to solve rather than a problem that I intended to perpetuate because $300 million, gone. And it went somewhere. Mm -hmm. So now you know. Indeed, man. And that's that's exactly what it is. It's a problem. to It's, it's, a, it's useful for Democrats in the terms of it, 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 how this plays out. In all the policies that we have to live under, it's, it's another plight that that the left is able to use. When they when they look at the homeless issue, which of course they don't want to solve, they use that as a means to illustrate how evil kept this this. Uh, look at the I, I think uh, was it uh, Susan Sarandon took yeah. video of of like Skid Row, right? And look and, how awful America is, right? How and, and the comments are look at capitalism at work. Right. Mm -hmm. And like and, and as you said, you know, it's like capitalism has been used as a pejorative, you know, those the bourgeoisie and, and their materialism and stuff like that. You know, and, and, and Karl Marx used, uh, you know, was able fashion to turn after after capital, you know, which which already, you know, the term already exists. And we're talking about something that belongs to you. It is yours. It is your capital. It belongs to you. It's your property. And, and the state is supposed to recognize that. And then Marx took that and turned it into a pejorative. Uh, but it's it's not. It's, I mean, what's wrong with it? What is wrong with? I mean, when the government is not supposed to be able to violate our right to property and invade our capital, they're not supposed to be able to do that. But unfortunately, you know, we have this this antithetical amendment in the Constitution where they're able to. But they're able to use illustrations. They they take these real things and they make illustrations out of them, and they use that to beat us over the head with concerning other policies. Or or try to say something like uh, Republicans are at fault for this because Reagan. It's because of Reagan. You know, uh, and the thing is, they're the ones who wanted it. They're the ones who wanted it to be where you can't uh, um, uh, put uh, homeless uh, into asylums. And that wasn't Reagan's fault. That was a Supreme Court decision. That wasn't Reagan. You no, know, and, and Susan Sarandon is driving through the city shooting all of these um, footage of homeless people. It's not capitalism that's a problem. It's, it's, it's Democrats that are a problem. Yeah. You not only voted for the people that put this, this homelessness in place, you campaigned for them. Mm -hmm. You raised money for them, yeah. right? You elected the people that made this problem a problem. Yeah. Not us, you. Mm -hmm. And it, by the way, that enormous garbage pile that was in L.A. for months or years probably with, with the, all the thousands, millions of rats – was eventually cleaned up. You know who cleaned it up? Mm. A couple, 20 conservatives came from out of state in hazmat suits and cleaned it up in a day. Then they left. Man. You know. Conservatives came into Los Angeles, got paid nothing, cleaned it up, and then left. Yeah. Perfect. That's exactly who we are. Yes. Yes. And, and you probably won't hear much about that in the media. And, uh, no, of course not. And if they could have been taxed for it, they probably would have. But I guess undoubtedly they, they, and undoubtedly they would have been penalized yes. and required a license in order to operate and all the rest of this stuff. Anything to perpetuate the existing misery. Absolutely. But they must have came in like ninjas, man. And, and kudos to them for doing it. But I mean, just to even show folks that, you know, that they use this stuff and how out of touch they are. Man, even even homeless people showed up to, to where Maxine Water, Waters was. And she's like, OK, y'all need to. And she knows that they're homeless. And, and she's like, y'all need to disperse and y'all need to go home. <laughs> hey, we ain't got no home. So they're really. She won of, again, though, didn't she? Man. And see, now that 
That's the sad part, man. That, that, man, that's a whole nother can of worms. How these people are able to keep on winning. What is it? And, and, and we got to ask the question. Is it our ability to promote our principles and present ourselves, rep, represent ourselves in the culture? Is it so bad that these people are, people are able to do what they're able to do and keep on doing it and still get office? Or is yes, it? Yes, it is. Okay, man, yeah, we got to take a look at the it. other episode this week. <laughs> That's right. We got to do something about that, folks. Our work is cut out for us, but hey, we're ready to ride if you are. And, and if you're not, we're still going to ride anyway. And we thank there you, you guys for supporting us to help keep gas in the delivery truck so we can go ahead and keep in operation. So make sure you boogie on over to BillWhittle.com. We sure do thank you. And uh, we'll see you next time in the Virtue Signal.